What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me, personally. Also, a big shout-out to Educating Entrepreneurs. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, this podcast is created for all of you because, you know what, the world of entrepreneurship is seriously viewed as this glitzy, heroic career with all these guaranteed pathways to riches and success when, just to be completely honest, you don't just snap your finger and bang, have the mansion, have the travels, have all the pretty ladies. That's just not how it works. So in the Bobby Mason audio experience, we actually have real entrepreneurs on the show. I'm personally a serial entrepreneur after starting 15 companies. And essentially this entire show is just about entrepreneurship and sharing our entrepreneurial stories, our life lessons, our success methods, and lastly, really being honest about our royal F-ups. So thank you so much for listening. You guys can find this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. You know, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Thank you so much again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Welcome back to this morning's episode of the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Today, I want to touch on a question that I get quite often. Bobby, how do I be a good leader? Hmm. Good question, right? Because, you know, if you're going into entrepreneurship, actually, really, whether you go into entrepreneurship or not, or you just go into a career that you want to become successful at, you need to be good at leadership for the most part, unless, no, actually just, you got to be good at leadership. It's as simple as that. So I thought one thing would be, or one thing that I could touch on would be my experience with being a good leader and my experience with being a bad leader and kind of what allowed me to be good in one situation and very bad in the other. So The first example I'm going to give is Three Timbers, our landscaping company that we grew relatively quick, right? That's my first example of me being a good leader because, you know, all of our staff, they were all high school and college kids. And our clients were all people I could really strongly relate to. And the reason why that made me a good leader in that situation, and don't worry, I... This isn't just a pompous brag through this entire thing. It's just trying to make something relatable so you guys can learn something from it. The reason why I was a good leader in the three timber situation is because, you know, I understood exactly what my clients were going through. And I also understood exactly what my employees were going to through. There we go. Because when you think about it, my employees, they were all high school and college kids. And at that point, I was the high school and college kid. So I understood what they wanted to do on the weekends. I understood what they wanted to do for fun and our breaks. I knew what they wanted to talk about. I knew what they wanted to get paid. I knew what they were trying to get out of every experience. So I was very relatable, right? So as a leader, even when we had to work really long days, right? Because there were days that we would wake up in the morning, start working by seven, And then we'd have headlights on at night and we'd be working until 10 or 11. And that just had to happen. And the guys were still willing to do it because 
we knew how to lead them in a way where they were excited to do it because, well, we give them extra money and that's good. But we also would say things like, you know, we finished up this project tonight. Tomorrow we're all going golfing. Or we finished this project up tonight. Let's go to where our garage is. Let's set up a basketball hoop. Let's play a game of ball. Um, we finished this. That's perfect. Let's take the day off and go to the zoo. Like we were doing very weird things, but it was super fun because it was motivating to get together as a crew and actually do things and get rewarded for things that were done well, right? And really in that situation, three timbers wise, I was mostly hiring people that I could relate to. And you know, maybe that's right, maybe it's wrong. But during that situation, I was picking people that I really enjoyed working with every day and I could really trust doing the job. And I had such a clear handle on that industry that I understood very quickly if something was going right or if something was going wrong. So that allowed me to figure out every circumstance like that, which was better for me as a leader. It was better for my employees is better for my clients. Now, that was good because, you know, even one more thing I want to touch on in the leadership role with Three Timbers, I was never too big or I never had too much going on not to get dirty with the guys, right? So the worst jobs, the ones that everyone hated, those are the ones that I would show up to for a couple hours at a time and make sure I was one of the people that had to go through that horrible job because I thought it was only fair that I would have to do the dirty work just like everyone else. And I thought it was only fair that I would pick the worst jobs because if I was willing to take them on as the owner of the business, I should also be willing to take them on as one of the workers of the business. Because it wouldn't be fair if I was just walking around getting the crappiest jobs in the world and then just said, okay, my employees will take care of it because I don't want to do that because that'd be brutal. That's not what happened. Actually, a lot of times, Michael, my little brother, the other owner, we would probably move around and do the worst jobs on our own. If there was a horrible job, we'd sometimes just go, okay, it's ours. Like, none of you guys want to do it. We know that. And I know you guys would do it, but we'll take this bullet for you guys because that's our role as the owners. And we want to prove that we're in this with you. And if there's a late night, we're going to be there later than you. If there's an early morning. We're going to be there earlier than you. When we're on the job site, we're going to work way harder than you, you know? And that's something that I think you really have to display if you want to create the right culture as a leader as well, because, you know, I would sit there and I would, show up to one job site, jog around for like an hour and a half, two hours, just to keep the energy up, get everyone excited. And I just have a lot of fun with the guys. And then I would run quickly to another job site, do the same thing, run around, work the hardest I could ever work. And then I'd hop in the car, take a 15 minute break, drive to the next job site. And I do that throughout the day. And that was one way that worked really well with the employees because it was like, wow, Bobby works really hard. He has a lot of fun while he works and we can do this. And he trusts us. 
gosh, I keep coming up with one more thing. I guess the last thing was really giving my employees a lot of bandwidth. I let them make decisions. Yeah, sometimes it cost us, but it was well worth it because they were learning, they were growing, and that's what made it more fun. We wanted them to make decisions. We wanted them to make calls. We wanted them to feel ownership in the company. And that was a good, good way to lead. That is for sure. So the second example I'm going to give is one that is a bad way to lead. And actually, this is a fresh one. This is GoMahi, our crowd-solving platform. So this is tech, right? And I don't know anything about tech, even though I've gone into a couple of tech companies and done okay in some and failed epically in others. The reason why I was not a good founder or leader in tech is because I didn't know what my employees needed. Like we had a bunch of, you know, we had a CTO, we had a couple of other developers and I didn't know how to relate to them. I didn't know how to push them harder. I didn't know how to prove that I was putting in the work. I didn't know what they needed. I couldn't identify when we were in a critical state or we were flowing smoothly. I couldn't push them to work extra hours because I didn't know what that was like. I didn't know how much they could put in. I couldn't judge progress, which was a disaster. I couldn't joke around with them because honestly, I, I love all of our developers. I do. I love them to death. They're the best guys ever. But we just didn't relate all that well. Like we weren't going to go do something fun on the weekends because well, I'm not a big gamer or I'm not into a lot of those role-playing games or whatever they are. And they're not really into the whole going to the gym and playing sports on the weekend. And so that made it so we had kind of a clicky company and it wasn't really clicky. Like everyone was involved in every group, but it was more like the founders people that enjoyed doing things together because they could relate very well and they understood exactly what was going on right and wrong from a business perspective and then we had the developers over here that they had a click because they knew exactly what was happening from a software side they understood timing and they hung out on the weekends because they liked doing the same things and so there was no unification between in quotes upper management and the employees because, you know, I couldn't bridge that gap as a leader. And I think ultimately my inability to bridge the gap, I think my inability to speak to the tech world, I think it made it so our development was super slow. I think it's ultimately what made us hit the market too late. And I honestly, I think it's directly correlated to GoMahi's downfall. And I think about it over and over again, and I think, gosh, I either should have learned more tech. I should have been more open about the problems that I was feeling as a CEO. I shouldn't have kept faking it until I made it. And that was just a bummer. So I guess the two lessons that I would really say, my big lessons from being a good leader are, number one, be very relatable. Because I think your ability to be relatable and have fun with your staff and your employees allows you to be a really good boss and a really good leader. The second thing is, is trust like crazy. 
but trust in a way like give responsibility in specific fields or give responsibility in specific topics that you truly understand. And the reason why I had to think that through is because I don't think you only give responsibility period just to anything because responsibility worked really well for me at three timbers and some of the other companies, because I understood and I could, I could quickly verify and figure out if, if something was going right or wrong based on what decisions those employees were making. The problem is I also gave a ton of responsibility and a ton of trust to our web developers in a field that I did not understand. Therefore, I did not know if they were doing something right or wrong. And I still just let them make all of the decisions. So there are two things relatable. Have fun with your employees. And the second thing, trust. Give up that trust. Give up that ownership. Let people feel like they're part of the team and the company. All right. Those are my tips on being a good leader. Have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. Oh, back with you. Hi. If you guys could do me a huge favor, the Bobby Mason audio experience is relatively new in a sense. I'm just really starting over the last two weeks to really put some energy into it. That means it's brand new for the most part. We only have roughly 1,200, 1,300 downloads. So we're no longer master of the start. We're no longer the pocket thoughts. We're just the Bobby Mason audio experience right now. And I'd ask you to do me a huge favor for the 10 to 20 people that listen per episode right now. Like it, subscribe to it, share it. You know, it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on iHeart. Help me out. Like, if you really like listening to it, recommend it to someone. Mean the world to me. And if you don't like it, shoot me a message because I love to figure out how to improve it to better enhance your entrepreneurial experience. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.